you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Afis, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to recap a big week of wrestling, starting off with Money in the Bank, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, we were going to do a recap a little bit um, a couple days after Money in the Bank, but schedule is not permitting, so we're doing this on Sunday, um, giving you our reactions to what we thought of everything that happened, but especially yeah. Money in the Bank. Um, a well-thought-of reaction. What's that? Had, I said a well thought reaction because we had yeah. time to digest this money in the bank. <laughs> it's not a full rage or whatever. Oh, man. I mean, because, yeah, the reaction right then and there, you know, would have been different than the reaction that that I have now. Because like like you just said, just getting having the time to kind of just think about it and to let it let it marinate and then forget it for a little bit and just live life and watch other <laughs> things and, you know, watch an anime and, you know, right. last dance and all this other stuff you know and so then to come back to it and be like okay now i've got fresh eyes it's funny because you asked me you're like did you watch it again and i'm like no no i didn't watch it again i, 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 I <laughs> no had a second look no. nope nope i had no desire to watch it again <laughs> um but that's not to say that there weren't some great things that happened on this card because i actually think that there were i mean the two championship matches the two the wwe and the universal championship match yeah. good into detail but i did enjoy those a lot i thought those two matches really made this pay-per-view um the money in the bank match eh, we'll get into it we'll, we'll we'll talk about that and break that down a little bit more but um you know it was it was definitely a roller coaster ride of a pay-per-view that's for sure it was man it was up and down left and right some 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 wtfs uh yeah, just a random match that's gonna have Bobby Lashley look go against R Truth. Postcode against MVP, but Bobby Lashley came out like, I got this. And he's like, all right. I was dumbfounded. <laughs> what the right. hell is happening right now? I I, I was a head scratch. I was like, wow, this wasn't on pre-show? Yep. Yeah, that was a pre-show matchup. Because it's crazy because Jeff Hardy and Cesaro were on pre-show and they they didn't, you know, make mention of that match beforehand. But it actually turned out to be a great match. Um, you know, solid matchup, solid showing from both guys. Jeff Hardy looked sharp. He didn't look like he had missed a beat. Cesaro was Cesaro. You know, he's underrated as hell. He's super athletic, super str- like really strong, showcased his strength really well. It was a good matchup. Jeff Hardy got the win. That matchup could have been an impromptu match on the, the pay-per-view on the main card, though, because they had been building up Jeff Hardy for the last yeah. couple of weeks. Exactly. You know, so... It, it just would have made sense to just have him have a matchup there, you know, maybe against Sheamus and, you know, go ahead and do that matchup right then and there. But, you know, they did it on pre-show and then they did, like you said, R-Truth versus MVP, which 
I I was just I was shaking my head the whole time like what what is about to happen here? Why is our truth out here singing his song? Yes, is he just? It's like a break. This is a halftime show. Like what, what are we doing? Is this a segment? Like a, I don't know. Yeah, but this turned out to be an actual match, and you know, but Bobby Lashley decided to take over, and yeah, and then Bobby comes out. Yeah, he comes out. And he's like, I got this. I'm like what you? What do you mean? <laughs> Got what? Now what you're are you proving? What are you, yeah, what are you proving? Beating our truth? You do. I don't believe that. This doesn't mean now that you can go against Drew McIntyre because you beat our truth. <laughs> you know, you know what? what I think honestly, no one can beat Drew McIntyre right now, Joe. That's just real talk. Right now, yeah. Right now, yeah. this nah, dude no is can. not even Lance Archer. I go as far as that because <laughs> this dude yeah. is is epic Drew McIntyre right now. Yeah, like looking at at how Drew is right now, I just I think back to um, you know when he beat Walter, when he you know Claymore Walter, you know one shotted Walter basically, and you know it doesn't totally absolve that decision, but you know it almost makes it somewhat easier to stomach now, given mm-hmm. how you know they're pushing Drew McIntyre, and and I mean he's just he looks unstoppable, so it would it, it still kind of rubs me the wrong way that that happened, but you know this Drew McIntyre, it feels like. Yeah, I guess I could kind of see that happening out of sense. nowhere. Remember that yeah, promo it, video for WrestleMania? He's having a tug of war match with like six guys, and he's he's pulling. So it, it, they're just showing you how powerful this guy is. I'm like, well, yeah, it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So yeah, just uh, just Drew. Drew is on another level right now, man. So it's definitely uh, I'm definitely in awe of seeing what he's doing right now. But, uh, yeah, so I guess just to get into this card a little bit to talk about, you know, some of the, the details. Um, again, it did start off with that pre-show matchup. Jeff Hardy uh, going against Cesaro. Uh, definitely a fun match. If you didn't see it in the pre-show, um, it was definitely a, a great showcase for both guys. And Jeff, Jeff Hardy looked sharp. You know, he looked sharp. He looked like the Jeff Hardy of old. So it was fun seeing that. Um, the official main start of this card, though, was the Fatal 4-Way uh, for the SmackDown uh, Tag Team Championships. Um, so, you know, this matchup here, I mean, it featured the New Day, uh, Lucha House Party. Um, we had the um, Forgotten Sons and, of course, Miz and Morrison. Um, and I, I would say that this, this matchup, you know, it's what you would come to expect from, you know, these multi-team matches, fast-paced Fun matchup, entertaining. Um, I don't really have anything negative say, to say about this one. I mean, you know, the New Day ended up retaining, um, yeah. which predictions-wise, you know, we were kind of both got like, that right. they don't yeah. really... We, yeah, I got that right, but I didn't feel good about the the pick because you made a great point that they just don't care about tag team wrestling. Yeah. So the hot potato, you know, aspect of this, I, I was thinking, yeah, at any point in time, any one of these teams could win. Even Lucha House Party at one point, I was like, man, Grand Matalik has been in there for a while. Maybe they're about to give them the titles. Who knows? Um, yeah, yeah, it was entertaining. It was fun. But, um, you know, overall, it was it was, uh, you know, I still it didn't leave me thinking like, OK, now they care about tag team wrestling. Now things are going to turn around. It still feels like more of the same. Yeah, it does, man. It does, man, because it, it seems like we're not getting a storyline within the tag team vision. Uh, maybe with on on Raw between the Vacuum Raiders and, and, uh, and the Street Profits, see what what. But they're bubbling right there. But on SmackDown, it's like it's 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 all big one big jumble mess. They're just throwing everybody in the pot. Whoever comes, like whoever comes out good, it's like whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny you bring up the Street Profits and Viking Raiders because, you know, this past week on Raw, that was... He's playing basketball. <laughs> I was like, really? Trying to understand, man. <laughs> Why are we doing this right now? I mean, I miss yeah. the NBA. You know, I'm a big NBA fan, but... Same here. Um, my goodness, like, this, this, I didn't need this at all. Nah. Like, it and was Viking weird. hustled the Street Profits, too. But did they, though? Because that that actually made them seem dumb, in my opinion. Like you lost. Yeah, the game. when you when you yeah when you break it down, yeah, like you yeah. lost what seventy two to two or was that right. score? Well, it doesn't matter. Like, they got destroyed. Right. What was what was the point of them holding back? You know, and then after the game was over, they're like, "Oh, watch this," and then they can ball. But it's like, but you could have played then. Why didn't you? Why, what do you gain by? You know, basically lying about the fact that you don't have the skill. It's not like, okay, if there was money on the line, let's say, like you just said, hustled them. That would have made more sense. That would have been more interesting if they played twice. Like the first time, they're like, okay, you know, we're going to play you guys. And, you know, right. they, they lose. Then they're like, let's raise the stakes, you know, and put something on the line. And then the Viking Raiders hustle them. Then they'd be like, oh, okay, you know, like. They 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 were smart like that was that was a tactic or whatever but no it was just kind of like hey yeah we lied we could play haha like no it was just weird. Right, what do you think they're doing with the Viking Raiders? Yeah, I don't I don't know I, I just um, I think they're trying to make them more relatable not as um, you know like the the. The huffing and puffing and just being like, you know, graspy voices. And yeah. Yeah. I think they're trying to just the promo. Yeah. Like, you know, carpool karaoke and basketball. They're going to do axe throwing next week. I just saw on the site. Um, I think they're just trying to humanize them. I think that's what it is and trying to make them fun. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's in WWE that, that entertainment factor you want. You kind of want that. Or at least Vince wants that. So yeah. I could I see it, but. I don't know. I feel like the Viking Raiders were fine in NXT and, you know, changing their name and, and all the hokiness and it, it hurt them in the beginning. And now, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is the route to get people to care. I feel like this is what what Vince is uh, trying to do with what the Viking Raiders, what he had planned for with Revival. Now he's going to do it with the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I could see that. I could see that. I mean, that makes sense because, yeah, I mean, I didn't uh, listen to that full podcast, but did you get a sense that they talk about um, some of the things that that Vince wanted them to do? Oh, yeah. So, you you know, that whole rumor out there with the whole picture of them and these different, you know, characters. I think one was like a clown outfit. Other one was some type of jester or joker outfit. Those are actually true. They was presented that by Vince in the writing team trying to pitch this last minute idea for them to keep them. And that's what they pitched. And wow. he said, I forget, it was either Dash or Dawson. But he, but one of them said in the Chris Jericho video, he was like, as soon as I saw that, I immediately burst out laughing. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, I was dead. And they like and they didn't. You know, they didn't, they was just looking all dead serious. And they, and I responded like, oh, you're serious. They was like, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I, so what they're doing right now with the Viking Raiders, yeah, it may be that, you know, they're just following, they're just 
using those plans for them. I mean, you know, when the Viking Raiders are just like, hey, you know, let's let's try it. Let's give it a shot. I mean, we'll see. It's I I don't like, you know, um, like wholeheartedly like what they're doing necessarily. But I, I see what they're going for. And to make them seem more human, more relatable. It's worth a shot. Let's see. Let's see what happens with it. I'll, I'll reserve full judgment on it, but right now I'm not completely feeling it. Yeah, me too, man. But they are trying something, some entertainment value to it. So, like you said, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a wait and see type of guy. So let, let's just wait and see. Yeah. So back to Money in the Bank. So again, New Day. They're still tag team champions. Uh, the next match after that was the R Truth versus MVP, which turned into Bobby Lashley versus R Truth. Bobby Lashley destroyed R-Truth, ended up picking up the win. Um, the match does nothing. The win does nothing for Bobby Lashley. Nothing um, at all. <laughs> right. I mean, the they only... They do flipping tires. <laughs> like, I don't know what this... What, what, I don't know what they have in, having him in store for, it, man. Like, what would you suggest they do with Bobby Lashley? Like, what do you think would be a good direction for him? He needs some good, strong wins against some veterans and start prepping him for Drew. Like he like he, he has a like he has a good look. Uh, he has great wrestling ability Man, he needs to be in a position to be right next to Drew. Man, he needs to be the, that heel for Drew, for Drew. If Seth is going to take like a, a break. I mean, but do you think that he has that ability to be that great heel? Or I mean, because I don't know, I, I don't know that nah, I totally I don't know about buy him well, as a as a great heel. Uh, he he did some good things in TNA. Okay, you know he yeah. was a good heel in TNA. If if they just unleashed a Kraken with him, maybe maybe Drew can bring something out of uh, Lashley. In TNA, was he on the mic or did he have a manager? He was on the mic. He was on okay. Okay, because now, you know, it seems like they're going to go the route of MVP potentially being his manager, which I kind of like it. You know, I like I it do because I, I feel like they have good chemistry. I feel like MVP doesn't need to be wrestling anymore. And so a management role, I think, would be perfect for him to to help uh, to be the mouthpiece for, for Bobby Lashley. And he has kind of a, you know, a swagger to him that, you know, I, I feel like it, it just I, I like that mix with with Bobby. And, uh, you know, it works wonders for Brock Lesnar, you know, to have that mouthpiece that, you know, can get under people, you know, someone's skin. But then you have Bobby being that big, intimidating guy that can back up whatever MVP is saying, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think you have uh, something there potentially. And it's much better than the whole thing with Lana. I think that makes a lot more sense, you know, for for MVP to manage than for Lana to manage him. Um, She might have served her purpose now. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting because, yeah, Bobby as a heel, I mean, that's the direction I feel like they have to go with him currently, you know, with Drew McIntyre being the champion. So, you know, it just makes sense. And I think he, you know, in ring could be there's potential for for a great matchup there, you know, especially like you said, with Seth potentially taking a break. I mean, I think there is potential for for Drew and Bobby to to give us a nice, uh, nice little rivalry there, too. Um I just I wonder, you know, which direction they're going to go, because if they if they don't go the route of MVP being his manager and he's the one on the mic saying everything, I don't know. Like, I just I don't see Bobby being very successful with that against Drew. 
I think Drew will, will actually destroy him on the microphone. Um, you know, but oh, if you have yeah. MVP, I think you know MVP what I'm saying? needs to be there. Yeah. yeah. And, and just yeah. the way they was building it on Raw, I, I think uh, most likely that's the route they're going to go. Might, might have a faction for MVP now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's interesting. That could be interesting. You know, so I think that's that hopefully it seems pretty certain that that's what's going to happen. Um, I hope they stick with it because, you know, WWE, they could drop a storyline like just like that. So, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, it's like it's it never good, happened. Right. But it's a good direction, I think, for Bobby. So and I think Bobby's wrestling has been has been totally fine. Like, yeah. I think he's actually been doing a great job in the ring. So just to pair him with him. He's in terrific shape. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, he, his his wrestling definitely hasn't diminished at all. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, what's to come of the Bobby MVP uh, partnership. I think that'll be – that's a good direction for Bobby. Um, going against R-Truth, I think that's not a good direction for Bobby. He needs to get out of storylines with R-Truth ASAP if they want people to take him seriously. But being paired up with MVP, that, that's, a, that's a good direction. Um, but let's keep it moving with with the rest of this card here. So the women's SmackDown Women's Championship matchup, we we had it. Bailey versus Tamina. Um, yeah. Per- percentages. Uh, I think you gave uh, Tamina a five percent chance. Five percent. I gave Tamina a zero percent chance. Zero percent. Um, <laughs> I zero. I, I just I was so sure. And it's funny because during the matchup, there were points in the match where I was kind of like. Know. Oh boy, are they gonna really do this? Are yeah. they really gonna do this? <laughs> My five percent alert awareness was going off. I'm like, huh? <laughs> they just might do couple- this because this is this is looking weird right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean Bailey was really trash talking her. You know, like she threw the water in her face, and that pissed off Tamina. And I think that's the point where I was like, uh oh, I think she's gone too far. Like they they're really having Bailey like. Like uh, embarrassed Tamina now. I think the only thing that makes sense is for Tamina to come back and win this thing and shock the world, just with the way that the, with the story they were telling in the ring. Um, but yeah, in the end, Bailey did end up picking up the victory and getting the win. Um, it was it was a this one too actually was an entertaining matchup. Yeah, I didn't enjoy I, this I, one as much as the other championship matchups, but it it was entertaining. Story wise, I enjoyed it. You know. Uh, that I would say that I enjoy, you know, the banter between uh, Bailey and Tamina. Uh, so, so I enjoyed all of that. So the match was cool. The wrestling was was cool, but I enjoy more of the story of it, though. And you know what? I'm gonna give Bailey some props. Yeah, you I do. was very hard on Bailey during the title run, and you know, basically was saying <laughs> she was an irrelevant champion. Sometimes I even forgot that she had the championship. I think right now she's really done, like taken this to another level in terms of her being a heel. I think she's really getting comfortable in that heel role. It feels very natural. Um, she, I think she's found her groove with it mm-hmm. and is is entertaining in her own way. And the whole Mean Girls thing that her and Sasha are doing, I think, has been really good. So I, I, I think she's doing a great job. I think she's doing a great job right now as champion, as a heel champion. The story right now between her and Sasha is getting more and more interesting. Oh, um, so, yeah, bro, I'm man. really digging what Bailey's doing. I think she's doing a great job. Yeah, man. Uh, Want to say I, that again? I said they're just really brewing that story, that that subplot with uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Like they're they're really brewing that up because you saw it on SmackDown. Saw Charlotte putting questions in there uh, in, Sa- in Sasha's head. 
So you saw the the doubt, the relationship that she's possibly doubting between the two. So yeah, it's yeah. It's she called her a lackey. She yeah, said, she you did. Comfortable, comfortable right. being a lackey. She was like, she was listening to her accolades like six times. WWE champion, which I was, I was like, like, yeah, wow, yeah. like yeah, you're right. I'm like six. That's crazy. Like yeah, that's a bad look. And yeah. you're like, you comfortable being a lackey? <laughs> really oh, right really so that was yeah that was that was cool that moment was great it was it was like you know calling sasha and saying hey you know are you are you um what what, what else did she say she said something about like you know is this the woman that you want to be or something like that like just just really questioning sasha's desire and her passion for this and just yeah just being comfortable like i, I loved it and i guess the question is does Sasha become a face or does she stay heel and, and like they just have this rivalry between her and Bailey happen that way? Like, how do you think it goes? I think just because the way Bailey's character is, it's that heel character. And I can see Sasha going face for that, for that reason. I don't think they're going to do the heel heel dynamic or even, I don't know, maybe in the tween type of character. Uh, I think they're just just gonna do the face for Sasha. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think um, you know with everything Sasha has done as a as again in this Mean Girls story, you know with Lacey Evans and her daughter, you know, and just talking all that crap about her her as a mother, mm-hmm. and then even with Tamina, you know, and just being so just as ter- everything that Bailey did, Sasha was right there. She was just as terrible. It's it's hard to see that transformation as a face happening right now. They have some work to do, but Sasha is a charismatic person that, you know, she can get people on her side, especially if they they do it right with, you know, Bailey potentially showing a, a lack of loyalty to Sasha. And that could get people on on Sasha's side a little bit. Um, but she but she's so like evil right now like just in this moment <laughs> it's hard to see Sasha you know just getting that that uh, the fans to just be like you know empathizing with her if she all of a sudden is like you know oh Bailey turned on me it's kind of like well you got what you deserved you know if she turns on you because you were just as terrible as she was so no one's really going to feel sorry for you um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they play this out and they're going to really need to take their time with I was just about to say that I think they needed to play the play the long game with this if they want to tell the right story with Sasha Banks and trying to have people get on Sasha Banks side. Uh, you, you don't rush it uh, because you want to naturally get get it to that point. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, yeah, we'll see. But I'm I'm, I'm really digging the storyline for those two. I think they're they're one of the best things going right now on SmackDown. You know, like yes, on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, 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 specifically on SmackDown. That's not saying much, you know, for what SmackDown has been recently. But yeah, you know, they, I, I almost thought them. about actually just skipping SmackDown, and I'm like, bro, just tell me what happened because. <laughs> Like, I don't know if I could just sit there for two hours. You know what? I'd rather watch Raw for three hours than sit down and watch SmackDown for two hours. That's how bad it's been. My man. goodness. <laughs> that's something. That's 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 that's, but bad. I watched that's it, bad. I watched it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, <laughs> give you my recap for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it, it's tough. It's tough. Week in and week out, it's, it's it's sometimes tough just to watch SmackDown. But you know, they, they those two, they're doing a great job. They're they're really putting in work. So really enjoying what they're doing right now. Um, yeah. Now we're into the the championship matchup. So uh, Braun versus Bray. Uh, this matchup uh, between the two championship matches. This one, I think, uh, was the one that we had the slightly lower expectations for. We both were all in on Seth and Drew. Um, but this one, I think uh, it was it was surprising, the story that they were telling, how good, it, it to me, it turned out um, in the ring. I think they, they told a great story. Uh, Bray, Bray was awesome. Like, he really just played his part. You know, he's like a uh, I don't even know if, if a father figure was the right word, but just he had that vibe to him throughout the whole and match. It's the where, Rogers neighborhood you know, vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, trying to get Braun to see his way and welcome him back in. Like the whole point was he doesn't really want to, you know, hurt Braun. He wants him back and he feels hurt that he left, you know, and it's kind of like, man, that. That's an interesting, you know, aspect to, to take the story in, you know, to to have him just wanting his his family to be back together again. Um, so I thought he told a great story. And then Braun with the with the mask like that right there. That was that was a cool moment, you know, where he put the mask on and, you know, all the puppets came out They're like, Bray, you did it. You did it. And then, <laughs> you know, they hugged they embraced. And then he took the mask off and he stepped on it. And I'm like, oh, no, like I, my heart kind of broke a little bit for Bray because I was like, man, he legit just cares and wants his, his, his friend, his family, his, you know, the person he brought up back and. You know, but good for Braun, though, because, you know, he's just like, you know, I'm my own man, you know, and you'll never get in my head again. And I'm champion now. I'm like, all right, good for you, Braun. So it was a great story. It was a great story, man. And I definitely enjoyed the that part very much of it between Braun and Bray Wyatt, especially on, mostly on Bray Wyatt's part two, the storytelling from it, when, you know, we can question the reason why, how come he's not bringing his biggest gun to Fiend. But he said he he said he told the fiend, I can bring Braun back. That's why we had Bray Wyatt versus you know uh, Braun Strowman, because he convinced the fiend that hey I can bring him back. So I guess when we get chapter two, this is when the fiend is gonna interject because we saw clearly towards the end we got pictures of the fiend. Yeah, who do you think wins that? <laughs> See, it all depends on timeline timeline if yeah. if, if, if they're going to take their sweet ass time which I hope they do which they probably won't <laughs> if I'm being realistically <laughs> like I think realistic now which they probably won't uh, then I well you know it was it was fun while it lasted Bron <laughs> there's no I, there's no other way right it's 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 the fiend Oh man, see, I don't right? know. You I didn't show know. me that he was even against. I know he lost against Bill Goldberg, but that's I don't know, man. That was an anomaly, bro. I kind of erased that out of my head. That match, I still yeah, treat yeah. the Fiend at as, this point as, now. Yeah, yeah, I still treat the Fiend as as he's still OP, man. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's so tough. It's so tough. I mean. Braun right now, I, I still feel like he's just getting started. But this was a great moment for him. Yeah. Like I, I finally looked at it, looked at him like, okay, 
now you're legitimately universal champion beating Bray and having this great story. You know, it just felt real now. Like before, like you said, with with um, uh, well, actually, you were talking about Goldberg and, and the Fiend, but even Braun beating Goldberg, I feel like it it kind of because he was replacing Roman. I still didn't look at it as being like official, official that he's the man now. Yeah. And, you know, with now, though, with beating Bray and telling a good story in the process, I feel like I, I look at Braun and I say, OK, yeah, this is this feels like he's the champion. This feels like WWE is fully investing in Braun by allowing this story to be told. And I don't know if you noticed it, but on SmackDown, they changed his, uh, his, oh, yeah. his background images now. Yeah. They're doing some crazy stuff. Do the laser eyes, you know, Bro, and the okay, so, action hero brawn. So to the people, basically it looked like a violent version of Thomas the Train. If I can uh, <laughs> compare it to. Because if you think about Thomas the Train's That's face. <laughs> but you got yeah. Braun Strowman instead looking violent as hell. Smoke. Got a dude, he's running over. <laughs> it was very metal. It was very metal. Yeah. It, was a, it was a metal, yeah. like, death metal of Thomas the Train, <laughs> I guess you could say. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I, I loved it, man. I, so I was like, wow, they're really going nuts with they this. Are. It was cool, they man. Like, <laughs> I was like, I like that graphic, man. I like that new graphic of Bra, man, the whole train. Yeah, they were having fun with it, man. It's cool. It's cool. So great matchup, uh, Fiend versus Braun. It's it's inevitable. It's going to happen pretty soon here. It looks like, uh, but, but like you said, timing. We'll see. Maybe they maybe they wait. Maybe they have some other things happen um, for a while until yeah. you know until SummerSlam and then have that matchup. I think that'd be cool. Um, yeah, maybe Braun. Great match have here. Some, great match some matches with other uh, some other wrestlers on a SmackDown yes. roster. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so now let's let's switch gears to the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Why don't you break this one down, man? What were your thoughts? Oh, man, bro. This was a great freaking match. We had some, some uh, what was it? Was it new music that debuted, right, of Seth yes, Rollins? Yes, for Seth. Yeah. Yes. So Very we angelic. had no which I think yeah. is smart, which... Yes, I, which I think is smart, which is brilliant, because he's going feel heel. You don't need fans to like him. People will love. People always sing that chant, that burn it down before his music hits. So now he has none of that. It's just some, like you said, some angelic church music <laughs> wrestling uh, theme now going for for Seth Rollins. But the match was was phenomenal, man. Brew looked like a not Brew, but Drew looked like a freaking superstar. Uh, telling telling Seth to get up, show me that you're that leader, show me. And then you got Seth, you know, coming back. And, you know, it's like I told you, this is bigger than you. This is bigger than me. It's like this whole, like the whole banter, the whole dialogue. I enjoy. That's 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 the most I enjoy out of this match, next to the wrestling too. But the dialogue, uh, I, I strongly enjoy it with this too. Uh, but. Yeah, man. Even toward, even when Drew got the win, it was some close chances. But when Drew got the win with that sick Claymore, and we told him to shake his hand, which I was shocked by, it, and Seth shockingly shook his hand. But he looked confused when he shocked it. But you saw how that kind of transitioned to the following night. Yeah, I mean, keep going. Like so, that that following night, let's talk about uh, Seth. You know what? Is, what is going on with Seth, <laughs> man, bro? <laughs> so next night. We see 
Well, you know, we see uh, Becky because he because she said to the news that she, you know she's pregnant, so she's getting she's getting congratulated backstage by uh, Rey Mysterio and whatnot. So they have another backstage sem- segment with Rey Mysterio. He's giving his two cents, and then Seth walks up and he's telling and he's Rey Mysterio is getting ready to tell. Well, he does tell him, "Hey, congrats, you know, on fatherhood," but Seth doesn't respond. He's just his, his hair is a mess. He doesn't have like the oil or nothing like that. It's looking all dry. <laughs> no, this dude, like he just woke up out of bed. Like he, he he's, he, I don't know. It seemed like he actually put on pounds. Like his stomach actually stuck out. Like he has no six pack. He had a little bit of a, a pudge, if you will, too. It was all over the place, this dude. <laughs> so, uh, so we fast track to the, uh, to the match against uh, the tag team with Rey Mysterio and who was it? It was Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Yep. Who, which I thought they were there, but we talk about that further. <laughs> we'll in the, talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Money in the ladder. They like, actually were supposed to be dead. The ladder yeah. match. All right. I thought they was there, but that's neither here nor there right now. We're talking about the tag team. All right. So we had the tag team. We had Seth against and Alistair, and then we had uh, he had Disciple Murphy. You know, they come out. Murphy looks at Seth looking all confused, like, what is wrong with this dude? Because Seth is just, he's just walking out like nonchalant, not caring. He walks straight to the corner of his of his tag team match. He doesn't pose or nothing. And then he just lets Murphy wrestles the match, basically handicapped, essentially handicapped by himself. Like, you see it, Murphy screaming, Seth, Seth. Help me. And Seth, he's just looking in the air like like he has nothing to do with it. Like he's just so confused. Like he's just so broke down. Like he's just lost everything. Like he is not that chosen one anymore. And then if we see a part. We see Ray and uh, Murphy get into it. And then Ray's in the corner of uh, Seth. And he just hit him in the stomach. Ray didn't need to do that. I don't know why, you know, because even Ray weird. noticed. Yeah. Even Alistair was even noticed that, all right, he's out of the game. This is a two-on-one handicap. But for some reason, Ray wanted to provoke him, and he did, and shit. <laughs> that was a mistake. That was it was a mistake. a mistake. Seth went to town on Ray Mysterio. He almost, uh, he damn near tried to kill him. He took this, he took, tried to take, well, he did try to take uh, Rey Mysterio's mask off, but he just wanted to expose his eye so he can squeeze it onto the corner of the steel steps, which was squeamish. I was like, oh my God. And then you later on, you see the blood all around. And, and uh, you see all the blood all around getting exposed, and they're backstage, and you see Seth want to walk up. He was like, hey, I, I don't know what happened. I, I I don't know, and then all of a sudden, you know, Ray and and Murphy goes at it, but Seth didn't care. He just Alistair, walked Alistair off. Alistair came back. Out oh yeah, yeah, Alistair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Alistair and Murphy went at it, and then yeah, Seth just walked off like he didn't care. It was just, I was just so amazed. I was shocked. I couldn't, I, I couldn't. I, I was just like, oh my god, are are you serious? This dude, this dude say he's he's supposed to be the Messiah of Monday Night. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, it, it was it was 
the the matchup at Money in the Bank, great matchup. Seth, you know, did his did his part, and uh, and um, you know, like you said, with him just. Uh, Basically, trying to reiterate to Drew McIntyre that this isn't personal. This is this is bigger than both of us. You know, this is what I have to do. This is my burden. I'm going to take the burden off your shoulders. Um, Drew was having no part of that. Just you know, was was dominating him in the beginning of that matchup. Uh, but Seth got the upper hand for a little bit in the middle there. Drew though did end up coming out on top. Um, and then the the handshake was what kind of threw me off a little bit for a second, but I did respect that from Drew's side because uh, him, you know, shake, extending his hand shows him his leadership actually exactly. over, yeah. you know, and, and showing Seth like this is what a leader does. But he was challenging <laughs> Seth to be a leader, too. You know, so, you know, shout out to Drew, man, just showing him again, like what a true leader actually looks like. And then, um, you know, fast forward, like we were saying, with, with Seth and just being all catatonic and not moving at all. You know, I thought that was a very interesting um, next step for Seth, just being totally destroyed by the fact that, you know, he lost. I mean, this is a streak of losses now. He lost to Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, a place he usually dominates. And then, you know, he told Drew, like, hey, I'm supposed to be the person to carry the burden. And then he was proved wrong by Drew. So now he's lost again. So these losses are really taking a toll on him um, psychologically, just just making him question maybe, you know, his position, if he truly is the Messiah, maybe. Um, and then Rey Mysterio pushed the wrong button. You know, he just pushed the wrong yeah, button. Man. And just... <laughs> Seth was having none of that. The minute he touched it, he elbowed him in the gut. It was it woke up immediately. Snapped. Was he told he told uh, uh, Buddy Murphy? He's like, no, no, back up, get away. Just just <laughs> letting. Just, he wanted him to not help him at all. Yeah, like like he I'm had this. Handling, yeah, I got this. Put his eye on the corner of that step, and it really the the most squeamish part about it for me is when Ray. Uh, fell off of the step and you saw the blood on the step like that that little bit of blood on the steel step I'm like how did they do that like that's crazy so just great job to them for making that look so just brutal um and then yeah like you said in the in the the training room where Seth came in and it was like he didn't know what he did he's like he blacked out or something <laughs> you know he's like where's Ray where's Ray you know I'm sorry Ray I didn't mean I don't know what happened back there I'm like wait what Dude, what are you talking about? You don't know. That dude had a Gohan moment so, for real, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just just went, just snapped and then woke up me and like, huh? What? What did I do? I did what to Ray? Oh, damn, my bad. Like, you know, like he had no idea. So, yeah, great. I mean, Drew, absolute warrior. Great. But yeah, Seth, man, this this the stories, the storytelling that he's doing right now, man, is on another level, man. It, it was it, it was really great. It is, man. I can definitely get behind that. It was so shocking because, you know, you got Becky Lynch kicked off the show of Monday Night Raw saying that she's going to be a mother. And knowing that, you know, they're uh, engaged to be married. So Seth should be just as happy, but he's like the opposite. So I was like, oh, my God. I thought that was just brilliant by Seth. Like, he was just looking, like you said, man, distressed, kind of tonic, man. Like, he... Like he had, no one was there. Like no one was home. <laughs> yep, yep, 
Yep, lights are on, but nobody is home, man. Yeah. It was it was crazy. Like his hair is disheveled. He looked like he hadn't showered. Oh, man. You said it looked like he put on a couple pounds. Like it was only twenty four hours ago. We just saw him. Man. Oh no, man, man, he went on a bench, man. Like that. <laughs> went on a donut binge or something <laughs> like man <laughs> like it looked like he like he had a little bit of a bulge right there i was like oh wow <laughs> what's going on you trying to trying to do his uh best fat thor impression or something like you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> oh man that was that was that was fun, man. That was fun. that was great great uh, entertainment from from Seth for sure. And yeah, Drew just showing him like, hey, this is what a leader does. I'm gonna shake your hand as much of a rival as you are to me. I'm still gonna shake your hand. I'm gonna respect you. Like that was just just great great. He told great, Seth, uh, he told Seth to shake his hand. That's what yeah. I, was, I was like. Damn. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, both of those championship matches, I thought, you know what, they did a great job with it. It really made the show overall um, just just feel like it was going in the right direction. Now we come to the money in the bank. And I talked about, you know, I was nervous about money in the bank, you know, because it's one of my favorite matches. Um, Money in the bank for years was was in. This is this is the one, man. Like for me, at at a certain point, it was becoming my favorite. Like I, because it was in Chicago, so that would be the pay per view I could go to. Um, it was the first pay per view I ever went to. You know, John Cena versus CM Punk. I was there, and just so much fun. But the the Money in the Bank match itself, it just carries so much weight because whoever wins that briefcase, the the percentage chance that that person is going to cash in is so high that. You get excited about that. Like, oh, man, who's going to be the next uh, contender? Yeah. Who's going to be the next person to potentially be <laughs> champion? You know, so you just get excited. And then they're talking about, well, where they're going to climb the, the corporate ladder. And we're doing this at, you know, in Connecticut at the, the WWE offices. And, you know, they're going to go to the roof. And I'm just like, oh, no, nah, you guys are doing too much. Like, you have it. There's something so simple about Money in the Bank. Just put six of the, the top up-and-coming wrestlers together and let them go nuts in the ladder match. You, what could go wrong? Like you, you have it. <laughs> so to do, the, but then to say, hey, we got to do some extra. It's not enough. It's not enough. We don't have fans. You know, we gotta, yeah, just switch it up. Like wh- why? Why do that? And yeah, they they switched it up. They had the men and the women in there at the same time, which they crossed paths a couple of times. They did a couple um, times. food fight area. And the first time I think was a food fight. Yeah, they did the food fight, and then um, there was another time later with Baron Corbin and Asuka, which was really bizarre. Didn't understand that at all. Um, yeah, man, it, this was this was just such a I don't know. So I guess just to to break it down a little bit, my thoughts um, a little bit more. I thought that the opening when they were introducing all of them was was really awkward you know them in the lobby just kind of like you know getting doing their entrances quote unquote yeah. thought that was a little bit weird um i thought that you know oscar though being on the that balcony area was pretty cool you know just her like you know being oscar like she she has to be different so mm-hmm. they're like where's oscar where's oscar and then she's on the balcony doing her little dance and then she she jumps off and knocks out the competitors and then she takes the elevator i'm like okay that's cool um on the men's side they're in the weight room 
And uh, you had uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, I think was the last person to join the group. And he's like, okay, we're all here. Cool. And then they just started brawling with each other. So <laughs> that, that was fine. You know, it was, it was fine. But then there were little moments here and there, like when Otis put the weights, he put the barbell on AJ uh, Styles' yeah. chest. <laughs> And AJ couldn't move it. And I'm like, wait, what? Clearly, there was still a, you had like three, four, five inches of clearance that you, yes. that you was able to move, man. You had a good gap. Yes. Between you and the I was bar. Like, why? Yeah. That was so bizarre. Yeah. Like, and then he's asking uh, Rick I was just laughing my ass off, man. <laughs> Dude, I just didn't understand. And then uh, the part with Dana Brooke, where she was in the uh, Money in the Bank office. Yeah. And then she she hits. I think she hit Nia with a chair. Right and then they, they you know, they, everyone that was in that room was down. Yeah, <laughs> there's a briefcase on the ceiling, and she grabs that briefcase, and she's like, "I did it! I did it!" I'm like, "Come on, what are you doing?" And then Stephanie McMahon, which this cutaway too. Oh yeah, that cutaway was not so in the horrible. Same room. I don't know why they. <laughs> Yeah, it was so bad. I'm like, you clearly this is pre-recorded, probably in her home, you know, like, I get it. We're trying to be safe and social distancing, but they, just don't put that scene in there. And yeah, she's like, no, it's on the roof. And I'm like, of course it's on the roof. We all knew it was on the roof. Why does Dana Brooke not know the rules to this matchup? They just didn't make her look good at all. No. So that was bizarre. Uh, just, just little things like that. Now, one part I did like was um, when AJ and Daniel were <laughs> fighting and they ended up in Mr. McMahon's office. That part was cool. Yeah, I talked about that. I think that you brought too. it up too. Like yeah, the predictions. Office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool because you got them. So you got, you know, AJ and, and Daniel Bryan, they're wrestling and then they, or they just, they, they end up in Mr. McMahon's office and he's like, hey, what are you guys doing? Get out of here. And they both stop. You know, they both pause. They're like, oh, we're sorry. We're sorry. And then you had um, the chairs. Uh, they, 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 since they were fighting, they moved the chairs out, you know, out, off, away from the table. And then um, AJ was like, fix the chairs, fix the chairs. So they fixed the chairs in his office. Then they left the office. And then AJ's like, man, you were a real coward in there to Daniel Bryan. And Daniel's like, yeah, but you said to fix the chairs. And he's like, yeah, I did. I did. And then they start fighting each other. <laughs> I was like, right. okay, okay, this is cool. That part was right, cool. man. Yeah, um, they had some point. They had some moments, man. And it, yeah, it did, it did. But now here's where it starts to get goofy for me. And I know there's a lot more that happened before they got to the roof, but I'm just gonna fast forward to this part because this is where it, it started to really break down. So. Asuka, and I think it was Asuka, Naya, and there was someone else. And I don't know what happened to Shayna Baszler because she just disappeared. She just, like, got snapped out of this matchup by Thanos. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but she she wasn't there. It was it was Asuka. She's climbing the ladder. And then uh, King Corbin is there. Yeah. And King Corbin's cr- climbing the ladder. And then he's trying to stop Asuka. And I'm like, I'm like wait a minute. Did they change? Why? Yeah, I was like... Did they change the rules and now there's only one briefcase and both the men and the women are fighting for the same briefcase? Because that's the only way that makes sense. But, you know, Asuka fights off Corbin, knocks him off the ladder. She grabs the ladder. She's got the briefcase. And then you hear Michael Cole on commentary all of a sudden. And this whole time we hadn't heard commentary. They were, they were playing music, which, by the way, that too got me. The the soundtrack for this thing. Oh, my God. It was like bad 
like B action movie soundtrack. Horrible and it was just job on, <laughs> on the bank batch. <laughs> it was terrible. I was like, what are you doing? Like just like bad rock music at times and they're trying to get really like you know emotional. Yeah, like a symphony, you know, and it's like oh this is just all over the place. Yeah, it was. I was like, wow. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it, was, it, I just, it blew my mind, man. But so anyway, yeah, that commentary all of a sudden, you know, and then I thought, what, is the match over because commentary is coming in? Like, is is that it? But you know, Oscar uh, won her side of it, and then they cut back, and all the women are gone, and now it's just the men. <laughs> and then you got King Corbin, and I think the first person was Rey Mysterio. And they're battling out on the outside of the ring. And he just grabs Rey Mysterio and tosses it off the roof. And I'm like, and they acted like this was just normal. <laughs> he just threw yeah, him man, off the I'm roof. Like, I'm like, well, he just killed Rey Mysterio. <laughs> he, just, he just committed murder. He just murdered Rey Mysterio. This match is over. Someone called the cops. Like, this is done. But then, no, that wasn't enough. Then you had Aleister Black step out there, and then King Corbin threw him off the roof. Back to back, getting thrown off the roofs like that. I was like, what is happening? That's a double homicide, man. Like, I'm like, oh, Aleister Black, he's dead now. He's dead. (laughs) Like, Corbin, forget about the briefcase. You need to lay low, man. Yes. Yeah, man. He talking about on SmackDown the next uh, on Thursday. Oh, oh I had to do. Oh no, it wasn't on Smack. It was on Monday. It was night. on Raw. It was on Raw. Like I had to do what I had to do. You know. I'm like, so you was willing to commit murder? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, everybody, calm down. There was a second roof. It was six feet lower. Second roof. What are you talking about? From one building to another, you threw him across to another building roof? Is that what just happened? <laughs> just, come on. Oh, I want to see man. that footage. I want to see oh, where this man. other roof was. Dude, you know what? Ray Mysterio is too calm about giving that in, uh, giving that interview about what happened when he got thrown off. You know, when yeah. he said he was talking about the talk about it. Go ahead. Oh, when he when he was getting interviewed, he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, when my when my life flashed before my eyes, when Baron Corbin throwing me off the roof." <sighs> well, luckily <laughs> there was a second roof. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> as I started to get up, get you should be climb. way more upset, right? <laughs> you know, Alistair was right there, right behind me. I was like, what? <laughs> You're being optimistic what? about What's this, happening? <laughs> yes. Like, we, we we got a problem here, man. Some dude just trying to kill you. Yes, bro. <laughs> Baron Corbin, Luckily. man. He tried to t- eliminate you from the family. Yes. <laughs> trying to eliminate you from life. Just, right. you know, he's just like, no, no regard for your life at all. I'm going to throw you off this roof onto another roof. Are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, that was that was bizarre. That was doing too much. That was doing too much. A lot of what was going on was already too much. And then that happened. And I'm just like, oh, my God, here we go. Oh, man. Oh, man. But we haven't even gotten to the no, end of this. We thing, haven't, so. man. Keep going, bro. So you have AJ Styles and King Corbin 
climbing up the ladder, which those were two people that we kind of went back and forth on on yep. our predictions as which guy we like thought one and two. Uh, could potentially win. Who did who did you pick? Who I said pick, Corbin. By the way, to win? And I said right behind it. it well, was did you say be Corbin, Corbin also? It was going to be AJ. AJ, you picked AJ. Okay. No, no, I picked okay. Corbin. I said if Corp if if Corbin's not going to be the one, it'll be AJ right behind him. Yeah, so now, okay, so the the big thing that happened here. So we've got AJ and King Corbin on the ladder, right? And they're both uh, going up for for the for the briefcase. They're battling it out on the ladder. Um, and I guess I should set it up a little bit better too. Earlier, Otis tried to take a step on the ladder, and I think the the step broke, yeah. so he couldn't climb the ladder. Um, so, you know, he's at, he's at the bottom of this ladder and you've got Corbin and AJ both climbing the ladder. So, you know, they're both up there. They grab the briefcase. They're fighting over it. And then Elias comes out of nowhere, hits Corbin in the back with a guitar. The, the briefcase goes flying and drops down and Otis catches it. <laughs> he catches it. So now Otis in that technicality now is the new money in the bank. Um, wow. So Yo, Mandy, I did it. <laughs> so, okay. This is, this is going to be a tale of two reactions. Cause you know, there's my initial reaction for both Asuka and Otis. And then there was my reaction after the fact, given some time. Um, for the women's side, I was thinking that Shayna was going to win, but seeing Asuka win, I was actually very happy because for Asuka, she's been doing such great work, man. Oh, she's mega she's star. Just, yeah, yeah, she's Superstar. been great. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm actually seeing Corbin throw these guys off the roof again on my TV. You're dead. Yeah. You're dead, Alistair. I, ah. I just got distracted. No. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah, and then you hear the thud. They did that thud sound effect, too. Oh, my yeah. God. It's just, oh, uh. just doing too much. But anyway, so for Asuka, you know, I felt really excited. And then, um, of course, on Monday Night Raw, we found out that, that uh, Becky Lynch is pregnant. So, you know, she's no longer going to be able to compete, at least for a while. Um, and then they did the whole thing with, um, you know, well, I guess just to break that down a little bit more. So um, Becky comes out with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, she sits it on a table. She's saying, you know, I've got a big life changing event happening. And, you know, I, I don't uh, I, I don't know really how to I feel I, mean, I have mixed feelings, basically. You know, I feel, you know, great about certain things, but, you know, also very sad about certain things. Then Oscar comes out. She's pissed off. Why do you have my money in the bank briefcase? You know, like just upset that 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 Becky has it. And then, you know, she says uh, to Oscar, like, hey, you know, you what you were fighting for was a lot more than just an opportunity. You know, and you may have been wondering why you couldn't open up the briefcase because I got this combination. And so, you know, she goes, she opens it up and her belt's in there. And then Asuka is looking confused, like, yeah. what is what is going on? And she's like, yeah, like, I can't compete anymore. So when you, you know, I talked to the WWE officials and said, let's let's raise the stakes. So when you won the money in the bank, you didn't just win an opportunity. You won the championship. Like, you're the champion. And Asuka's like, wait, I'm the champion? 
I'm the champion? She's like, yeah, you're the champion. And she's like, I'm the champion. And she grabs the belt and she starts oh, celebrating. She's dancing all around the ring. And with the easy peasy dance, as she call it, all over the freaking <laughs> ring, bro. She told Byron, she said, get out the way. Yeah. Get out the way. Or it wasn't Byron. I don't know who it was at yep. commentary. But she's yep. like, get out the way. She got at the table. She's dancing on the table. I'm the champion. Yeah. And she came back to the ring. And then uh, Becky, this was, this was an awesome line. She said, now, you, as happy as you are, I might be happier. Now, you do what you do as a warrior, and I'm going to do what I, I'm going to do my thing as a mother. And I was just like, wow. Like, that was, that was something. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was something, man. That was, that was a beautiful moment. So even that, the happiness that I had before for Asuka, um, it was multiplied by the fact that she was champion, that she's champion now. She actually yeah. has the belt. Yeah, um, man. And she well deservedly so, too. Yes. Yes. 100%. Hands down, man. Through this whole pandemic, she's been holding down on, on Raw. Yeah. MVP. Yep. MVP of, the, of, of the, the no fans Raw. We've been saying that for weeks now. So, you know, it, it's fitting. It's fitting that she would she would be the one to get this honor and, and, and carry the torch. So, yeah. Just, just great moment for Asuka and um, great moment for Becky too. Wow. you know, just shout out to her. Like, you know, just, you know, thank you, Becky, for just this great title run that you had for everything that you you've accomplished for everything you've done. Um, first ever, you know, WrestleMania main event for women. And she was the, the one of the big headliners. I mean, yeah, Ronda Rousey was there and Charlotte was there, but, you know, the fans were there for Becky. So. You know, just just she's accomplished so much. We know you you'll be back. So you know, this isn't the end. This is just you know, bye for now. But you know, thank you, Becky, for for everything you've done. You, you you've really been a joy to watch. So um, just really excited for her and everything. Then just this new transition as a mother now, like this whole other new challenge. It's just really cool for her. So you know, big shout out to Becky for that. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it, it was, it's, it's great on Oscar's side and on Becky's side. So that was, that was enjoyable. Now on the Otis side, um, I had a lot of mixed feelings when that briefcase dropped into his hands. Cause when we made our predictions, I feel like we said Otis just, it did not make, like we just, could I said, not see I it. went down to the rest. I went through the rest of the roster for the money in the bank. And I said, when I went down to Otis, I was like, hell no. Nah. And we both right. laugh at that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It just seemed even weird that he was in the match. I'm like, you know, you could have found somebody else to put in the match up because we all know Otis isn't going to win. You know, like there's all we, we said. We said it all. Right. And then yeah, like he's in the tag team. Yeah. You know, so just just have him be in the tag to have him win the tag team titles. That makes sense. You know, money in the bank match, though, if you're not going to give him the, the briefcase, what's the point of him being in the match? And then he wins the briefcase. And it's like, what are we doing? What's happening? Like, I'm real confused right now. So, yeah, he gets it. And I'm just, I'm like, okay, I I guess that's the end of the match. I don't know how to feel. Like, I legit did not know how to feel. (laughs) I just was kind of frozen. Like, huh? Just dumbfounded about what I had just watched. Um, Yeah, it just, because... You know, Corbin made sense, even though I'm not the biggest Corbin fan, you know, but he's, he's doing his job as a heel, like just making us hate him. So, you know, it, it, it's but that was the pick. That's the guy that we thought it made the most sense. And then, of course, AJ Styles, you know, and he's also a heel and him versus Drew. It would make sense for down the road. Um, but, yeah, it falls in Otis's hands. And I was just like, wow, this just 
I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Now, I've heard rumors that Otis is actually going to cash in for the tag team titles, not for uh, the Universal Championship, which, okay, fine, but it just seems lame, too. They don't care about the tag team division, man. Right. That's why. That won't get me excited. Like, ooh, but no, that's that's a wasted opportunity. I'm I'm sorry. That is a wasted opportunity. And from the follow-up on Friday Night SmackDown, I can see the potential of, you know, having, seeing Otis and Mandy having some type of uh, storyline of maybe Mandy helping Otis getting the, the Universal Championship. Yeah, I just can't buy that. I just I can't. can't. You can? Yeah, man. You know, cause power, sometimes power corrupts, and I can see that for Otis. Because he got so, the girl. He got the, you know, he got the money in the bank. You know, and you know, at the last, what was that, that tag team match with him and Braun against, uh, what was it, Johnny Drip Drip in the Miz? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then even though they, they beat the Miz and Johnny Drip Drip, uh, it was Braun standing tall, and you see this moment when Otis slowly put the he put the uh, briefcase down, like he wanted to see if he can get catch Braun off guard. But you're saying power corrupts, or this this whole thing might corrupt him. So you you think he could turn heel? Maybe, man. Wow, I I just think that would be a mistake. He's so popular right now, and like it, it just. It just doesn't make sense to try to turn the fans against him. I don't think the fans would even. Now, here's the thing. I've said fans a couple of times, like we're not going to have them in the arena, obviously, but just mm-hmm. people watching at home. Now, you might be able to get away with this. And that that might be one positive in the fact that we don't have fans is that you could do, you know, take a chance on something and not worry about the fan reaction. Like right then and there kind of affecting how the masses feel about it. Yeah. The so it's backlash. Right. Right. So you could you could take some chances there, I guess. But, um, you know, just I guess viewership is how you would you would rate this. And I don't know if, if you know, how that would affect ratings and how if, if some people may not want to see um, a heel Otis versus a face Otis, because he's really popular, like he's really likable he and to, to turn him. I don't know. I just feel like that's that's a little bit that, that's a risk that I don't think it's worth taking. I think, you know, as much as I'm not a fan of wasting the money in the bank opportunity on a tag team title opportunity, it makes more sense than him turning heel and, and you know, cashing in on Braun. But I don't say I, I'm not saying like he's going to instantly turn here. I say down the line, I, I think they need him to hold on to this belt for a while because you. You know, it, it doesn't need to be an instant cash in. Like you have a whole year to play with, so use the time. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. It, it, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. This whole situation is just super weird to me. I mean, I think that Otis down the line, I could see him being a champion just because of how popular he is, and you know, him and Mandy together as an item. Like I feel like I could see. The image, okay, him with the belt, and he has her, and he's just like on top of the world. Like I could see that in in my head, um, but it also feels weird. Like you know, Tucker in this whole situation is just getting lost, and you have. A, I mean, we we talk about it all the time. They don't care about tag teams, but you have one that 
it it's it's starting to build and it's starting to work as a team because of how you know Otis's story and you know Tucker just being so loyal and having his boys back and yeah. then you know you you've got Mandy who's just like you know she like everyone is saying oh how could you be with him how could you be with him but she's just being loyal to him and she's being true to him and it's just like just this beautiful thing that they have with the three of them together you know I'm just like man it. it, it I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's they're, again, they're maybe overthinking this whole situation. And it, it, them as tag team champions and Mandy, you know, rising and becoming a superstar in her own right and becoming a potential women's championship contender, at least, you know, is the way this should go. And right now with this, it just I, money in the bank. I just think it was a misstep, you know, for for Otis's trajectory. Like they're they're jumping ahead a little bit in Otis's career by giving him the money in the bank now. Um, in a way, it's a cool moment because who wouldn't want to be money in the bank? And I'm kind of happy for Otis, too, because yeah. he gets to say he did it. So kudos to him. I saw an interview um, with him. Um, it was with Lillian Garcia, and they were, you know, talking about it. And he's talking about his mom and, you know, just uh, he grew up uh, with a um, learning disorder. I think he's dyslexic. And, you know, he's, he's just, you know, there's everything that he had been going through through life. Um and wrestling was a big thing for him as a kid. It's just like getting to know Otis a little bit. And that was cool. I'm like, yeah, cool. I want this guy to succeed. Yeah, he no, mentioned I'm... that on the Miz TV uh, segment. Yeah, he did. He, yeah, did. he did. That's right. Yeah. Man, the Miz, he was getting peed off. On <laughs> Man, yeah. He was like, he hold did. on, hold on. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. He was like, this guy, this, this literally, he, he is one step away from being WWE, WWE Universal Champion. This guy. <laughs> he's like, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, you know, what do you got in there besides the contract? And he, he said, I mean, he said some other things, but then he said, so like, uh, baloney or bratwurst right. or something like that. It was like, I knew it. I knew you had that in there. You, that thing's supposed to be prestig- prestigious, and you treat it like a lunchbox. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah. That, that's just. I was, I was entertained in that segment, man. That was a good segment. That was yeah. a good segment. <laughs> hey, man, and Johnny Drip Drip, man, were just you know real funny, real sharp with it. Johnny Drip Drip made some comment about his meat, which was like yeah. really awkward. It's <laughs> <laughs> like even even Miz was like, "Hey, Johnny, right. you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that. What are you doing?" So, right, I yeah. think he said you really must be packing in the in, in the meat department. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like what? He's like the briefcase. <laughs> yeah, in the briefcase. I mean, <laughs> meat in the briefcase. <laughs> like what? Oh man. So yeah, they were they're on point. They were on point for for um, that their uh, their show there in the beginning that beginning segment. But yeah, man. It's um, Otis. Like I said, there's a part of me that's happy for him, but there's also a part of me that just feels like if he does go the tag team title route, Mm. it feels weird because they don't care about tag teams and it seems like a wasted opportunity for money in the bank. If they go the route of him turning heel, it's like, man, you just take one of the most popular wrestlers and turn him into a heel. Like I, I even down the road, like I just still feel like he, he just, I don't know that I would buy a heel Otis, um, but you know, it given time, I could see a face Otis being champion, you know, like give him a tag team title run with his, with his buddy Tucker, yeah. you know, let him do, let them do their thing. And then, but can you him see him go. as being actually a universal champion? 
I could. Just like the Miz said. I, I could down, like, let's say, even if they wanted to build it to next year's WrestleMania, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, you know, Otis Mania, they could do it. They could do that. <laughs> like, legit, I, I could see that happening. I just feel like doing this now, it just the timing doesn't feel right for, for Otis. Like, he still has unfinished business with Tucker and the Tag Team Championships. They, they, I feel like that needs to happen. And then you could jump to, you know, him being the, the WD, uh, Universal Champion. Um, because it, it could just be too much too soon also. And then people get tired of him. Um, and I don't want that to happen because Ot- Otis is great, man. Like he's, yeah. he's entertaining and, you know, he's fun great on watch, man. Cause he did oh, good. Yeah. He, he shined in that, in that promo with Miz and, uh, Morrison. He did. He did. You know, he just kept, they kept trying to make fun of him and he kept turning it into a joke and kept yeah. rolling with it, you know, and it's like, even, good yeah. for you, man. Even when they got on his picture, he was like, oh yeah, look at those sexy quads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those biceps, those quads. <laughs> you know, just yeah, good for him, man. Good for him. But it, it's, yeah, Money in the Bank, it was just kind of a mixed bag there, I thought, you know, with that matchup. Like, there was some really goofy moments, really over-the-top moments murder for no reason yeah you know like just i don't know just overproduced for sure and we really didn't get those classic money in the bank like ladder spots either you know tables and you know all that fun stuff that we usually get with the money in the bank ladder match um it was too many cut cut angles in that money in the bank money in the bank uh match when they got to the roof like especially I, I noticed that when I think in the women's part, I think when Naya and Asuka, it, it just wouldn't focus on the hard side. It would go hard side, drone angle, then maybe another angle. It's like 30 angles within 10 seconds. Yeah. There's a lot of cutting, a lot of cutting. It was like we we talked about the um, Gargano Ciampa uh, one last one final beat yeah. matchup, you know, in the production there, too. I feel like, you know, as much as I still enjoyed the story that they were telling, the the cinematography, I thought, way too many cuts. And similar situation here, you know, it was just kind of hard to focus on the action. And you just, when, you, when you're when you noticing the cuts, yeah. I feel like you're, you're doing the job wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, exactly. That's bad. Man. Yep. Yeah. It, it was just, it, it was annoying. It, it became a nuisance at this point. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, um but, uh, yeah, I mean, given time, you know, like, again, my initial reaction, I was just dumbfounded. I didn't know what to, to even feel about this whole thing. And then after some time away, I'm like, you know what? It's for what it was like, it was fine. And I am happy for I mean, I'm, I'm beyond happy for Oscar and for Otis. Like, it's a cool moment for him. Um, we'll see what they do with it. I feel like it's too soon but I could see him down the road parlaying this into a championship opportunity, say, maybe even at next year's WrestleMania. You know, I could I could see that. But I really want Heavy Machinery as a team to get tag team gold and, and try to elevate the tag team division. So gonna it needs love. I know. I know. I, it's wishful thinking. It's definitely wishful thinking. It is. But, Fantasy booking. Oh, man. But just just they just missed so many opportunities with it. Like at that Elimination Chamber matchup, I felt like that was a perfect setup for I, I talked about it when we were doing our, our you know, post uh, uh, show for from from that pay-per-view that I thought uh, Rude and Ziggler winning the tag team championships and then going into WrestleMania to go against heavy machinery with 
and then Heavy Machinery wins, and then Mandy is is sees through Dolph's BS, and then she ends up with with Otis there. Like that was a moment they could have had, and we still had a moment, but it wasn't that moment, you know. And so, and for tag team wrestling, like that would be would be great just to have a great story told. But yeah, they it just it's, it just feels like wishful thinking every time, <laughs> every time. <laughs> it does, man. I think the shining moment out of this Otis and Mandy and Dolph and Sonya Deville is Sonya Sonya Deville, like mm-hmm. what she did with that segment alone with just Dolph saying nothing but having body language. Yeah. Man, Sony was on point with that segment, man. Saying what she was going to do. Like, man, I, I told you what I was going to do to you, Manny. Like, I, I promised I was going to make your life a living hell. And you believed that when she delivered that promo. It was almost frightening and scary. Like, oh, yeah. shit. She has... She, she's, she has an agenda to... Uh, <laughs> so, she has an agenda for Mandy. Yeah. It's... it's I mean... The most underrated woman on the in the the women's uh, roster, you know, is is really showing up, and and that that whole moniker is not going to fit anymore because she's really you know coming out of of her shell and just letting everybody see like how how great she can be. Um, I think she's she's killing it right now. Mm. You know, promos and just the overall uh, presence that she has right now. Um, it, it's it's. I look forward to what Sonya is going to say next, what she's going to do next. Um, really happy for what this is doing for her. You know, it's interesting because I keep saying I think that Mandy Rose is a superstar in the making, and and again we've talked about Sonya as well. Um, both of them really could use this storyline to elevate themselves to that upper tier for for smackdown for sure but just the entire women's division put it on notice and just to you know become superstars simultaneously um wwe has a real shot here with with those two um and the work that sony is doing she's gonna she's being a great foil a great heel for mandy Mm -hmm. and to make mandy look great in this whole storyline as well um it's just a perfect storm if they do it right yeah, man, because right now they this is like a great story for the women's division, especially for SmackDown. And I think this, besides what NXT is doing, this is the only other story that we have. I don't think we have anything for for Raw, right, until they figure it out for, for Asuka, who will be right. the next one. Because you got right. maybe Shayna. Yeah. Shayna Baszler. Oh, yeah. Man, that girl was, oh, my God. Speaking on the mic. Bro, savage. Oh, my. Savage. Talking about unfiltered. <laughs> God, I, I mean, she was ahead. like, she was like, how how stupid can Becky be to get pregnant at, the, at her prime in her career? I was like, shit. Well, oh my God. well, damn. No, congrats, huh? <laughs> for, for being stepping into motherhood and nothing like that. She was like, man, I feel God. I feel sorry for that kid. <laughs> oh my god, dog! <laughs> oh man, like, like have kids you seen the father? Gonna suck. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh yeah, like, oh, that kid is gonna suck. I was like, damn. Whoa. She's like, you know who the father is? Exactly. Like, wow. Wow. What? Like, and the way I took it because I was talking to somebody at work, and they were saying um, they thought it was weird that she she was asking that question. Do you know who the father is? Because we all knew it was Seth, and they even made reference. Rey Mysterio, you know, congratulated Seth right before that. The way I took it though was 
she was saying, hey, like she's talking crap about the kid and how the kid is going to suck. And not only because Becky is going to be, you know, a terrible mother, but because you know who the father is, Seth. And she was basically talking crap about Seth, too. Like you have that combination of parents. You know, she's she's just just <laughs> destroying both of them, basically saying they're going to be terrible parents. That kid is screwed. Right. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah, that was that was vicious. And then Natalia comes out. Oh, She's like, man. How, how dare you disrespect the sanctity of motherhood? Like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And she says, Natty, what do you know about motherhood? You're never going to be a mother. Matter of fact, you we both know that the, the Hart family dies with you. Uh, I was like, oh. <laughs> Dagger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> man. I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, Shayna, just just stop talking because man, you're you're making people feel like horrible right now about yeah. themselves. <laughs> just destroying people. Like what? Just just the worst. She's thinking like whatever the worst thing I can say to this person to just really make them feel like crawling into a hole right now. I'm about to say it. Like I don't care how small I make them feel. I'm going in. Like yeah. <laughs> our family dies with you. What? Oh wow. Like, damn. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, good job for for Shayna for for yeah. shining bright on Monday Night Raw because she did. She stood out. She totally did. That was that was something, man. That was something. She was savage and it it, it, it did its job, man. She's yeah. really trying to be that monster heel, yeah. and she does have that in her to be that. So we've seen it on there. NXT. She would definitely would have got a boob. Oh yeah! <laughs> like oh <heavily>. my god! That's <laughs> <laughs> you talking about Becky like that. Yeah. How dumb could Becky be? I was like, oh shit, I, I see where this conversation's nah, going. <laughs> in the prime of your career. Whoa. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. It, it was it was savage, to, to say the least, man. She really went in. But it was, like I said, it was entertaining. It was entertaining for us as, as, uh, as viewers, very, man. To very. See that. Wow. But uh, yeah, man. I mean... This yeah, it was it was um again money in the bank, you know, it was what it was. It was a roller coaster ride, you know, it was entertaining. Uh, Raw and SmackDown both, you know, they were both the same. Like they were up and down. There's a lot of a lot of things going on. Um, you know, Andrade's crew, that that whole uh stable's imploding now. It is falling apart, bro. Dude. <laughs> Angel Garza, I don't know what's happening. Apparently there was some tweet. That Austin Theory sent that pissed off Angel Garza. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, because Austin Theory was like, it was just a tweet, you know, after the matchup. But during that old match, oh, Angel kept saying, "All day, all day, and I Andre can do was this." Gassing him up, like, "Yeah, take him, bro, take him, man, forget this dude, dude." Yeah. dude. <laughs> like, oh my god, wow, <laughs> what happened? You, we need more context. What is going yes. on? <laughs> And Tozawa was just the victim, man, just getting just destroyed by Angel Garza, just to prove a point to Austin Theory of like, what is happening? Oh man! man. And then when Drew came out to just shut that shit all down, I was yeah. like, yep. Oh man, yeah, That's that what was does man get all this commotion, man. I'm about to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about all you guys arguing out here. I'm like, come out here and settle this. <laughs> Claymore, Austin Theory. Yep. Yeah, oh, you guys are funny. You think this is funny? Yeah, okay. Okay, well, take this. <laughs> and then he Claymore to Angel Garza. Oh, he did. He did. Oh, <laughs> Angel Garza got it. 
Oh, man. That was great. Yeah. That was great, man. That was amazing. Um, but yeah, just uh, lot, lots of stuff going on. I guess another thing, too, that we, we should talk about before we, we call this, uh, we call it a wrap here, is the Intercontinental Championship scenario. So, um, do you, have you heard any, like, what's going on with Sami Zayn? Is it travel issues? Like, any, any word on what's happening there? It's not travel issues. They're just giving the roster an option if they want to perform during this whole pandemic that's going on. So so apparently, you know, the WWE roster and main talent has the option if they want to perform or not. And I guess uh, Sammy decided to, to use that right and not perform. And so they just used that to say that he had to vacate or relinquish the IC title now. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you got to respect anybody's uh, choice to to perform or not perform in this situation. So, you know, not mad at them for sure. Like, you know, it, it, everybody just got to be safe and do what they feel is right. Um, but yeah, we basically for us, uh, we get a Intercontinental Championship tournament. Uh, yeah. Figure out who's going to be the next champion. So the the bracket it, it's out there. We've actually had a couple matches already uh, on SmackDown. So. Uh, essentially, we had so it was Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak in the first round. Daniel Bryan ended up winning that matchup, and then on the other side, we had Elias uh, versus King Corbin. And I was surprised Elias actually won uh, this matchup, so he moves on. King Corbin is out. Um, also, we have Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. I guess that's going to happen this week, um, and we're going to have AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which. That matchup, I'm really excited Me for. Too. That's kind of bringing back that rivalry from a couple of years ago, uh, which was, you know, not it didn't live up to the the, the potential um, overall. But their last uh, street fight in Chicago uh, was awesome. Uh, was an awesome show at that, that Money in the Bank. I remember it was probably the probably the best out of their matches that they had. Yes, yes, that was that definitely was their best match for sure, in, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, just uh, rekindling uh, that rivalry. Uh, definitely some personal issues with all of the matchups that they set up. I thought I thought it was it was pretty cool the way they set up those matches. Um, so with this tournament and with what we know so far with Daniel and Elias moving on, what do you think predictions wise? Who, who do you think is going to come out on top and, and win the Intercontinental Championship? Man. Uh... That's a good question. Maybe, maybe Jeff. I can see Jeff. You know, they're putting all these vignettes and segments, and you know, just, I think it was like a three or four week, you know, uh, story they was telling about the yeah. ups and downs of Jeff Hardy and in uh, welcoming and him the welcome back for his career. So I can see that that's the reason why this would be a good look for Jeff Hardy to shine and get the IC Championship belt. Yeah, I think um, I think it's gonna be Daniel Bryan. I think it's gonna be Daniel Bryan in this. You love that promo that he kicked off, did you? I did. Yeah, I did. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Again, the story that he's telling, like it's that that'll get me. You know, and the last time he was Intercontinental Champion, he had to relinquish the belt and retire. Like, and he hadn't gotten an opportunity at that belt since then. Also, he said he wanted to make that belt represent the best wrestler in WWE. I'm like, oh, that's that's brilliant. That's brilliant because, yes, the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, okay, that's going to be your guy, your top guy. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're the best wrestler. It's just, you know, who's the guy. But to have something represent the best wrestler and to have, like, great technical matchups there, 
it changes the 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 mystique and changes the the way you look. I mean, it's always been looked at as a workhorse title, but I think having a focus on hey, when you compete for this, you're making a statement like you're trying to be the best wrestler. Who is the best wrestler in the in the world? You know, and and they're fighting for that title. Like I, that is brilliant. I love that. Um, and Daniel saying, I think that's me. You know, I think I'm the best wrestler. So. I love it. I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. I think that's going to be the matchup that we see in the final. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. I think Daniel Bryan wins it. You know, that that's it's just such a great uh, way to look at the Intercontinental Championship. I like your pick for Jeff. I think the only reason why I would go against Jeff is because the fact that he's going against Sheamus in the next round. Yeah. If he, if, if he beats Sheamus, Sheamus is not done with him. Sheamus no, uh, not, not by a long shot. Right. So I think Sheamus... You know, they're going to have another matchup, you know, really soon. So I, I just see, you know, Jeff and Sheamus potentially continuing that on. But maybe, you know, what they could do is have Jeff win it and then Sheamus and Jeff go against each other for the Intercontinental Championship. So that would be another way to do that. Um, you know, but I just love what Daniel Bryan was saying. And I, I think that to have him be champion kind of sets the stage for this is the not only the workhorse title, but the title that says, hey, you are the best wrestler, you know, in WWE like that. That's cool. I love that. Yeah, man. I like the way he did how how he positioned that promo uh, stating facts. You know, this is how it, it should be treated when you get the belt. You're the best wrestler. Uh, he was firing that promo, man. He was like yelling, shouting. And then he had to calm down. So <laughs> I guess he kind of realized how hyped he was because he, he was, I guess he was buying into what he was talking about. Like, hell yeah, I want that icy belt. So show everybody that this is about being the best wrestler. So uh, I can see the reason why that you'll go for that pick. And that's a great pick, too. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it it's going to be fun. You know, the the. um you know, tournaments, you know, are always, always fun. You know, whenever wrestling, wrestling does tournaments, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for it. And I just, I always just hope that they, they take it seriously. And like, I think this has the potential to be better than the King of the Ring tournament, honestly, just because again, look at these matchups, man. Like they're, I guess Elias and Corbin, you know, would be the weakest matchup, but they had history, you know, when, you know, that matchup was, was decent. Elias got the, the sneak, what roll up win there at the end. Um, you know, and that feud is not over. They're going to continue on. So I don't think Elias. What's up with this feud, by the way, man, who, who cares about this? (laughs) I don't let it die. (laughs) Right. Let it die. I'm like, yeah. And they bring it back for money in the bank. I'm like, really Elias interfering. Come on, man. Just let this go. Yeah, he got yeah, you, it was bro. bad when he showed up. At King Money's Corbin Bank. got you. Just accept it. Yeah, it's so weird. Just to go back to Money in the Bank real quick. When Elias hit King Corbin, I actually was really disappointed, and I was like, "Oh no, he's not gonna get." Like they for a second <laughs> had me caring about King Corbin. Like I just wanted him to grab the briefcase at that point. I'm like, "Oh come on, man!" Like this dude t- threw two dudes off of a roof and he can't even win can't the money win. in the bank. Can't win. Like, oh man. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's this, this feud right here. It could go away. It could go away. Elias Corbin now, but you know, they got that. It's done. They did it in the first round. They got that out the way. Um, Elias is moving on. And then, yeah, I think AJ and Shinsuke, AJ is going to beat him. AJ is going to beat Shinsuke. AJ versus Elias. I think AJ is going to win that. Yeah. going to interfere anyway. Yep. Exactly. I, there, there's so many interference. I think um, 
there's I think both of the next matchups we might see interference. Um, so maybe there's another way to do that. But yeah, I could see Corbin interfering with Elias. I could see Sheamus interfering with Jeff Hardy. Um, and then you get Daniel and AJ, which, yeah, I mean, sign me up for that for sure. So hell yeah, they had a great, amazing match the last time these, these dudes came to blows. Yes, yes. So yeah, I'm 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 excited. I'm excited for that for the potential of that matchup. Um, I guess one other thing too. I don't want to want to just forget about this. We had a return um, on Monday Night Raw. The Iconics returned to to the uh, roster. Iconic. Yep. Um, and I think we did bring them up briefly on one of our shows too, because we were talking about like who is out there for Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Like yes. who are they going to be able to compete yes, against? We did briefly. Yeah, there's not briefly, very briefly, <laughs> um, because the Iconics run was not great. You know, the first time around on on uh, the quote unquote main roster, um, but uh, they need Alexa and Nikki Cross. That is need someone to go against to continue storylines for the tag team championships. I think it makes sense. I actually was happy to see the Iconics when they came out. Um, hey, is it me or since they? was gone all that time it's seen they use that time to get better to improve their wrestling yes i agree because this matchup i thought they looked better in this matchup than i'd seen them in pretty much any matchup that they had right i guess short of the wrestlemania matchup where they won the titles um this match i think was the best match that they had had that i've seen them have period so yeah i think you're right i think they they have improved since then and i think that they they could make for a great uh, uh, rivalry potentially for Alexa and Nikki. Um, you know, they're still annoying when it comes to the jokes. Um, they, they the timing is a little bit off, you know, on the jokes. But hey, you know, oi, <laughs> I think that's actually the best part about it is you know just the accents and just how they they you know enunciate certain things. But the timing of their jokes, you know, it just feels like and it, and it's it's even worse with no crowd to react at all. It is. It's just like that awkward silence that you get, like crickets, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not to say it wouldn't have been crickets with Uh-oh. the crowd, but you know, um, but yeah, I think in ring. You know, they seemed a little bit more serious, too, and they just seemed a little bit sharper. Um, that finishing maneuver needs a little bit of work. It didn't really hit, didn't have that perfect impact. The timing was a little off there, but um, I do like them uh, working on a tag team maneuver to, to you know, just look better as a, as a tag team. But, yeah, overall, I thought they did good, and I was happy to see them. Me, too, man. I, like I said, their wrestling uh, stood out to me because, I'm like, they don't, this seems a bit more crisp than before in their other uh, matches that they had. So I'm definitely excited that they used that time that they was stepped away from the camera that they improved on in their in-ring ability, man. So I'm excited for the future for the women's tag team division now. So lastly, we have uh, Edge and Randy Orton part two. Uh, they teased it and it was a great promo. And like you said, they were facts dropped by Randy Orton for sure. I mean, he was going in talking about like, hey, Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's cool. You know, but that's not a traditional matchup. And then we had a street fight. And OK, you know, you can kind of hide a little bit there in terms of, you know, wrestling because and and you yourself have said that. 
you know, Randy Orton is, you know, one of the best wrestlers, one of the, the most natural uh, talents when it comes to wrestling. So he made the challenge. He threw, threw down the challenge like, OK, if you got the guts, then, you know, at what's the next pay-per-view? Is it Backlash? Backlash. Yep. yep. So he said at Backlash, if you got the guts, you know, why don't you face me? Let's make it Edge Orton in a traditional wrestling match. And Edge's look, the look on his face, he did look a little like, um, you know, he was thinking about it. And he was, you could see the doubt. And then Randy called it out immediately. He's like, you know, I know that look. You, that's doubt. You're doubting whether or not this is a good idea. <laughs> it's like, yep, I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. Because he never said, he never said, yes, let's do it. You know, uh, Charlie asked him, said, hey, what, what do you think? Do you accept? And he didn't say anything. Anything, man. Yeah, that went so, off the air. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Right, like, all right. Edge being silent. Yeah. So yeah, this 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 has potential for sure, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if I would go so far as Charlie did, where she said this could be the greatest match of all time. I'm like, ah, that's 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 you're trying to sell it too hard with that. But I think you know it, it does de- definitely have the potential to be a great matchup in its own right. It does, man, because now we're about to get a wrestling match instead of a last man standing. So it all it's all about to be done in a squared circle with Edge and uh, Randy Orton. And see if Edge still got it, man. We've seen like a little bit for a Royal Rumble, but that's the word Rumble, you know. And we saw a little bit in last man standing match. But to Randy's point, that's the last man standing match, man. I want to see you in a wrestling match. And let's see if Randy Orton can't get the dub now over Edge. Or Edge ha- or does Edge still has it? And or will he get the dub over Orton? Yeah, so what do you think? Who who do you think is gonna come out on top of that? Oh man, 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 man. Uh let's see. I can what huh. I don't I don't think they'll do fifty fifty booking, right? Like now, Ed, now you expect Orton to get a win? I think Edge will get another. another I think Edge thing. will win. I, yeah. I personally think Edge is going to win. Um, I think that I don't think Randy gets a win as, as the way that he's been. He's been such a jerk. Like I just, I just feel like this is this is Edge's story. They're just going to use this to, to show. Okay, you know, you, you're doubting him. First of all, you tried to you know end his life. You know, and and take him out completely, and then you try to twist and say, "Oh, it's because I care about you, and I don't think you should be wrestling, and you're an addict, and all this." Now you're challenging him as a competitor, as a wrestler, saying, "You know, you know, you're not as good as me. You know, you said yourself, you know, that I'm great." Blah blah blah. Um, I just think Edge is going to come out on top, and they're going to just keep building Edge's story. Um, so I, I would say Edge, but. You know, who knows? Maybe they're they're looking at this uh, as a long term story and they give Randy a win. And then you you, you get the the, um, you know, the rubber match between the two of them. You know, you got Randy winning the wrestling match. You got Edge winning the last man standing match. Now, let's do that last match, whatever it'll be, ladder match or whatever to finish this up. Um, you know, but I, I think that Edge is going to win the matchup, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's that sounds about right. Uh, because look, you know, Randy Orton has a long list of accolades. All right, I, I think he, I, I think it will work for Randy Orton to help push 
edge to get back in that limelight, and he needs another win to convince maybe the casual fans of what Edge uh, can do against, say, I guess, Randy Warden, who's still in his prime of his career. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think, um, you know, it, it's it's definitely an interesting uh, matchup. You know, and it's funny, too, because when they first announced that, um, you know, R- Edge was going to hunt Randy Orton, I was like, what? What, what happened? Did something else happen? Did <laughs> That's Randy what I'm say thinking. Something? Yeah. yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. But then, you know, Edge said, hey, nobody talked to me about that. So they had it wrong. And, you know, they, they um, you know, they Randy came out there. And Edge was, you know, he was trying to say he was going to move on. You know, he wanted to, you know, move move past that. But then, uh, you know, Randy came out there. He's like, you know, I just, uh, hey, you you were the the better man, and that's it. And walked off. And then he had that look in his eye and a smile. He's like, I can't do it. I can't. Like, no, no, nope. You know, so and then it just got me into it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm here for this. You know, I thought I was I was done. I thought it felt like it was complete for me. But now I'm like, yeah, yeah, actually, I'm 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 OK with this. I'm OK with seeing this continue on. I'm yeah. down for chapter two of exactly. the Orton and Edge story. Like, let's go. I can, I'm down for seeing just a regular classic wrestling match now. Yes, yes. Yes, that 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 I think it's it's fitting that they have just a regular like let's just see them in the ring, you know let's let's get this, um, you know before Edge decides to to officially hang him up. It's nice to you know get to see him do a an actual wrestling match again, and um, yeah, and then go from there. But uh, yeah, it's it's it was it was a fun uh, segment there. Um, you know the doubt in Edge's eyes. We'll see what happens in this matchup at Backlash, which is coming up uh, in a couple weeks here. So yeah, man, looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, we touched base on everything pretty much that happened on all the shows. Um, any final thoughts before we call it an episode and and let people know where where they can listen to us? Uh, what what last thoughts did you have? Well, like you said, man, money and back. Bank match, it was, uh, or the the pay per view, it was up and down, left and right. But I'll say this, man, the the tag team championship, or just say the belts that was on the line, I think those matches were were the ones that shined to me on the Money in the Bank bank uh, pay per view. Uh, Otis winning, you know, huh? We wait and see how that fit, how I feel about that. Oscar, big congrats, you deserve it. I can't wait for you for the future. How you gonna take this, you know, Raw Women's Division? Uh, so it should be fun. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, for me, like I said, it was it was an up and down roller coaster throughout that entire episode, or the entire pay per view, I should say. Um, you know, for the Money in the Bank matchup at the end, Oscar, awesome. That's awesome. Otis, I feel like it also too is awesome in a way uh, with time. You know, I've I've been more um, you know open to seeing like what this could be for Otis down the road. Um, you know, so it's just like you said, a kind of a wait and see approach as to how they, they decide to, to execute this. Um, big shout out to Drew and Seth for an amazing uh, WWE Championship match. Big shout out to Braun and Bray for telling an awesome story with the uh, with the Universal Championship on the line. Um, big shout out to to Bailey uh, and Tamina also for you know that was that was a matchup I was not excited about going into yeah. it, but I did enjoy it. I thought they told a great story. Um, great job, Tamina, for just being that. No you know, one's Mina. 
Then Tamina. For, for, for proving that, for sure. Getting that water thrown in your face and then coming out looking like a beast afterwards. Like, you're about to rip Bailey's head off. Like, that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, Bailey just being a great champion, you know. And, and Sasha being a great, you know, I guess, lackey in that matchup, yeah. to Charlotte's point. <laughs> um, and helping her best friend, her uh, mean girl's best friend, uh, retain her belt. So, um, and I'm, I'm really excited for what the future holds for their storyline and for Sasha to step out of being in Bailey's shadow and then to, to kind of resume her title run, you know, her, on her own right. And uh, yeah, overall, just it, it had some 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 strong moments overall, some weird, goofy moments in the in the main Money in the Bank matchup. But it was an entertaining pay-per-view, probably a C, I would say, overall um, pay-per-view for me, but definitely highlighted by the championship matchups, like you said. So totally agree there. Yeah, but, uh, all right. I'll say a C. Yeah. Perfect. yeah. Not a C plus, not a C minus. A just C. right there. Solid average. C. Just average. Yeah, average. Just average. Eh. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what backlash. Well, great, we give backlash. Hopefully, they bounce back real strong with that one. But before we call it an episode, Devin, tell the people where they can hear us. Oh, of course. So, if you want to reach out to us, you want to hit us in the DMs, want to uh, let us know about a topic that we might have missed, but you want to hear, we're on a uh, fabulous social websites. We got Facebook, Instagram. Put us on Twitter. Clark Street underscore wrestling. Uh, let us know over there. And then you can always listen to us on the main podcast apps. Most likely whatever podcast app that you're, you have downloaded, we on there. Just search for us, Clark Street Wrestling. You know, we're always on Spotify, Anchor. Uh, you got iHeart. You got Breaker. All those lovely podcast apps. You can catch us all the time on there. We got a whole plethora, over 100 episodes for your listening entertainment. Yes, yes. And counting with that, we're going to keep on going for you guys. And thank you so much, everybody, for for listening. Again, we're all, you know, dealing with this pandemic in our own way. So we appreciate you all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And one more time, big shout out to Becky Lynch. The man yes. is now about to be yes. the mom. So congratulations to Welcome you, Welcome to Becky. parenthood and from one parent to another. There Welcome. we go. Yes. <laughs> Well said. So on that note, uh, guys, thank you again for listening. We will catch you guys next time. For Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you later. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.